Welcome to the Wake and Rake podcast. My mind, you just wake up and go rake. Featuring World Series champion Will Middlebrooks. High drive, deep left field for Middlebrooks. Back and that is gone. Third home run of the day for Will Middlebrooks. The trifecta has the Red Sox on top, nine to nothing. And MLB journalist Danny Vietti. Vietti here. He's a yeah, right-handed pitcher. He's six five. So you were right, it's thinking he's tall. He is. Pretty tall. You're from Cottonwood, California. Cottonwood, California. I don't know where I, that is. I don't know where that is either. Want a chance to be featured on the show? Follow at Wake and Rake Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I'm kind of a big deal. Here's Danny and Will. Hi, people. What's good, baby? It took about 24 hours, Brooksy. And then all of a sudden, the free agent frenzy that we were all anticipating kicked in yeah it takes time man that's a lot of people like what's this so boring i thought it was gonna be fun no one just goes hey bud you healthy okay good here's 300 mil well keep in mind too i think it was eno harris of the athletic that put this out too that nobody wanted to be caught negotiating during the lockout you know what i mean like if you sign somebody the first minute so basically they had contact but they can't just be like lockout done here's our new shortstop yeah Exactly. Right. And I actually don't think there's there a whole lot of tampering going on just because I don't know. I that doesn't happen as much as you would think it happens. I read online, I believe it was either of MLB.com or it might have been the athletic. I forgive me for whoever did report this, but Mark Kotze was named a new Oakland A's manager. He's been with the A's for a while now. He's buddies. I mean, he's a former player. He's buddies with a lot of the players. He's my one uh of- he's one of my hitting coaches in San Diego. Good guy, right? Yeah, great guy. Good player, too. Um, I almost said Josh Donaldson, a former Oakland A. But Matt Chapman texted Mark Kotze after Kotze got the job. And Don- uh, I did it again. I said Donaldson again. Matt Chapman texted Kotze. And then uh, Chapman never got a response from Kotze. And so Chappie said he was a little salty that uh, Kotze ghosted him. But they- that's just all part of the nature of the of the beast and nature of the lockout, I guess. No, 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 no. No, it's not. Kotze's just big time. Kotze should have gotten a burner phone is what I was saying. Kotze, you get a burner phone, you text your players, and you just say, you know. I'm not saying this isn't so, your new manager. I'm not saying it is your new manager, but what's up, fellas? Right. So, yes, we do have moves going on. No big, big names yet. As of, let's see, we're recording this at 1.10 Eastern time on March 14th, Monday. Um, as of now, no big names. I would expect... I got. I think Rizzo is going to end up in New York, like I called from the beginning. That could be the immediate response. I he don't said think no, they get yeah. a shortstop. I don't think they sign a shortstop. Hear not me out on getting, Correa. Hear not me after out getting Kinner Falefa. Yeah, dude, he's really good defensively. He just swings a wet paper towel. Yeah, but um, okay. Hear me out on Correa. What if Correa signs a one-year deal with Houston because no one wants to pay him three hundred million dollars? So here's the thing. I don't think that happens, but it's a there. It's out there. His ego is going to get in the way of that, though, and his injury history. For sure. I mean, you really want to so put he that played, on the he line? He played 58 of 60 in 2020 and he played 148 last year. So, yeah. the last two years, he's been very healthy. Speaking and, of injury and, concerns and, and shortstop, uh, let, we'll get into Carlos Cray in a second. Let, well, put it on hold. Think, people put think it, Trevor Story needs TJ. So, who, who knows? Like Fernando Tatis Jr. That's just coming in at yeah, this hour when we're recording this podcast. That's huge. So literally Tatis, just talked about it on CBS. So I said this last year when I was brought on a San Diego radio station, when Tatis was dealing with his injury, uh, shoulder injuries, 
And I said this then, and I want to reiterate it now. What you don't want to have happen in San Diego is you don't want Fernando Tatis Jr. to turn into an Aaron Judge. And I right. say that with all due respect to Judge, because Judge is one of, if, you know, top five player in Major League Baseball when healthy. Totally. The problem is they rely on him so much, and he's not available at all times. So they're constantly trying to fill that void. And then that's how much do they rely on him, though? Look at their lineup. They have some Manny Machado. They need, you know, who they need to rely on more is Eric Hosmer. He looks like he might be on his way out. There's my three year old absolutely losing her shit behind me. No, she sounds like she's on fire. She doesn't want Hosmer to lead. She likes Eric Hosmer. (laughs) There's a a report out there that Hosmer and Will Myers are being shopped from San Diego. There is, but you know AJ Prella just as well as I do, a lot more than I do actually. And let's, you let's know that Tatis for a minute. There's something I want to put out there. It's like they're saying optional surgery. He's going to have surgery. If they're saying he's going to miss up to three months, it's surgery. We said that. That last means year he's too. not a crack because I cracked my. I got hit by a pitch and cracked my wrist, and it was six to eight weeks. Seriously, six to eight weeks. I mean, I'm superhuman, but and I have like a really high pain <laughs> threshold, but. No, it was just like I broke like three little bones in my hand. I got hit by a pitch. This is the same guy that stubs his toe and texts me he's out for three to four weeks. Okay, when, when's that ever happened? Do you like, want me to get into why we're late to this podcast? Didn't no, no, think no. so. Didn't no, think so. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> so the point I'm getting to, slowly but surely, uh, we saw a – okay, so I'm going to combat my own comment in a minute. When I came back from a wrist, inside pitches were really tough for me because you don't want to get hit in it. You really have to pull your hands in to get to those pitches. It's in the back of your mind, like, my wrist still hurts a little bit. Or is this going to hurt a little bit? Is, so is it going to affect his bat speed? It affected mine. All right, so how much it will it be in his head? That's my first question. Secondly, I'm saying maybe it won't affect it because he dealt with that mental side of things with his shoulder all year last year. Like, oh, am I going to swing? It's going to pop out. He made an adjustment, two-hand finish. We saw even, like, the way he dove for certain balls, he, weren't, he wasn't fully extended a lot. And we saw him roll a lot, so he wasn't going – you know, under here where it can pop out. So he made adjustments. So maybe the mental side of it, I'm just spitballing here, but it's like, I'm just trying to think of how this will affect him even after he misses three months. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not just like, he's going to step back and probably what we saw after the shoulder last year, first game back, boom, Homer two Homer game. Actually. Like I, I expect this to be a little tougher to come back. Hands and wrists are really tough for hitters. That's a real thing. And it's a history now. Like he's got, injury concerns and he has july 2018 season ending surgery on his thumb august 2019 season ending back injury april 2021 left shoulder subluxation same thing in july 2021 and now he has the fractured wrist here in march 2020 well, good thing he still owed 13 years and about 310 million dollars money's not a concern for him but no it's a concern for the team and the city and the organization yeah that's Dude, a- he's the heart of that team and you can't deal with this every year no. You need to, out of those years, you better have eight to 10 perfectly healthy seasons. And here's the thing, too. It's not just Tatis when it comes to the Padres. Everybody has high expectations when it comes to the Padres. But here's the thing. Denelson Lamette hasn't shown that he can stay healthy. We Lemon don't know. We don't know how he's feeling, really. I mean, they say that good signs, but they don't do really, really know. He's not even listed in their rotation. He's listed as a bullpen arm right now. Mike Clevenger is coming off Tommy John surgery. He'll Chris Paddock, he's good. not ever injured, but maybe some Padres fans – might want him injured at times with the way he pitches at times that's messed up there's a lot well maybe not injured but the point is the point stands that there's a lot of question marks when it comes to the Padres a team that is trying to compete but until you show you can stay healthy 
it's hard to believe in a team that can't stay on the field because we've seen it time and time again. It's the team that's most healthy at the end of the year that is competing for a championship. Especially with your pitching. Yeah. Pitching, number one. Um, but then, yeah, your, your star player, number two, because not only is he bringing stats, he's bringing energy, and you feed off of that as a teammate. You know, And when you're missing that, it can be just kind of flat and dead sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you can feel like shit and be like an, on an 0 for 12 and his energy can just pick you up. I had teammates like that. Johnny Gomes, a guy like that. I felt, felt terrible. And then he comes in just like loud and rowdy and messing with you and getting you hyped up. And all of a sudden you're like happy to be at the ballpark again. Mm-hmm. That's a thing. They lost That's a that part of being a teammate. Year. They lost That's part last of year. chemistry, right? No, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of that had to do with their manager and there was a lot of disconnect there. So the best, and I said this on Twitter, the best acquisition they made this this offseason, even up through this, once we get done with the free agency, will be Bob Melvin. Agreed. He is clutch, and that is the perfect leader for, for a, a squad of young superstars like that. Riddle me this. This is another L for San Diego because they thought they had a chance at getting Nelson Cruz in free agency. So did the Dodgers. I the thought Dodgers they did missed too. Out. Nelson Cruz is going to the Washington Nationals for one year plus a mutual option for the second year. Okay, why? Explain, explain that to me. Why? Okay, why? why, puppy? Not, not from the Nationals' perspective. Like the Nationals' perspective, I know you're trying to buy prospects. Mm. But from Cruz's perspective, why would you essentially want to be like, traded? Go chase a ring. Go chase a ring is what I'm saying. Like, I, I think they offered him the most money. And I think at 42 years old, $15 million is amazing. Uh, one other thing, and I love Nelly. I, I think he's amazing. He was always great to me. He was seemed like a really good teammate. You were teammates with him in Texas, right? No, 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 no. I'm you just saying, that. like, he's always been known as a good teammate. I've just known him from playing against them okay. um, and, like, players union stuff and, and things like that. But And I hate to say this, but there's so many people – and I'm going to make this negative, and I shouldn't, but there's so many people talking about how he's a – He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I'll, do, are we forgetting about the failed PED test? Everyone, everyone has forgotten about it. That's not negative. That's objective facts. It, it is, but I hate to, I just, I don't want to bring that up because I like him so much. He made a mistake. Mm-hmm. He made a mistake. He cheated. I, I, and he paid his price. And I, I, I get that. But so many, even on like MLB Network, they're talking about Hall of, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. No, he's, he's it, based off of what we're seeing. No, he's not. He's not. If Alex Rodriguez isn't going to be a Hall of Famer, neither is he. You know? And David this is one of, the, one of the best uh, right-handed hitters of this era, honestly. Yeah. Um, so that sucks, but I'm, I'm curious. So I hope everyone just forgot about that. I think it's because he's just such a good dude. Time heals, time heals all wounds. People forget, honestly. I think. But, but you know what? The writers don't when they do vote for the Hall of Fame. So to your point, there's no chance he's getting in. To your point, too, he's one of the best right-handed hitters of all time, numbers-wise, DH-wise, he's one of the best DHs. Edgar Martinez, you mentioned Poppy. He's one of the best DHs of all time. But going nice. to the Washington Nationals that are not going to compete, I do give their general manager, Mike Rizzo, a lot of credit. Not a lot of clubs would want to buy prospects for $15 million. He's essentially buying prospects because yeah, they're going to ship line, them But off. I also think this is uh, – Juan Soto's numbers are going to be a lot worse without someone like that hitting behind him in the lineup. Agreed. It's who's going to be who's behind them in the lineup? Josh Bell. Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I was trying to think of some bop in that Carter lineup. Key-boom. I mean, yeah, I was going to say Carter Kibum. They're, they're still waiting on to kind of pronounce like, himself, but no, nobody. So it's like, yeah. 
this is protection for him. And if he's not right behind Soto in the lineup, I'm going to throw up because yeah. that needs, you got to pick one of them, right? You got to pick, we got to pitch to one. Mm-hmm. So it's going to get Soto a, a lot more pitches to hit with, with runners on base. That's fact. More good news for the Washington Nationals is that Steven Strasburg is preparing to have a healthy season. So that could yeah, be huge. It, now, I'm not saying the Nationals are contenders by any means, but that's a good addition for Nelson with Nelson Cruz. And then you get Steven Strasburg back, which is great, too. Let's go back to your Carlos Correa point and tying it in with the Yankees. Now, the Yankees made a trade with the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> the, Isaiah Kenner-Falefa's tenure with Minnesota lasted about 30 hours. He got traded to the Twins from Texas uh for mitch garver and then the twins then shipped kenna falefa off to new york this hilarious photos of kenna falefa shaking the hands of rocco baldelli who would have been his manager in the with the twins the twins made this sweet graphic of kenna falefa welcoming him to the city and then again 30 day uh, excuse me 30 hours of a tenure and now he's in new york and now he's going to be the shortstop of the new york yankees which is arguably the greatest position in all of sports yeah i mean Josh Donaldson is the main piece, of course, of that deal. He's going to be man in the hot corner. He got traded over to I, New York for. Uh, I've been Urshela. trying to figure out this deal, and like the more and more I look at it, the more it makes sense. You know, I was thinking, all right, you're taking on fifty million dollars. They've wanted to get rid of Sanchez for two years now. They just haven't been able to. Um, I think that'll be good for his career too, just to hit the reset button and get around new voices and that pressure of the New York media off his back. I think that'll help him out a lot. Um, and I, I was thinking, all right, New York's using losing Urshela, who's one of their best players the last couple of years. He's super versatile. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, but um, just thinking, like, but I mean, I guess, I guess Khalifa. I will always call him Khalifa. I like it. I have a good like, stat for you on him, though. Wiz Khalifa. He 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 can bounce around too, and he can pick it. We know how good he is defensively. He's just not going to hit like Urshela. Yeah, he's a fellow Hawaiian. Shortstops with a five or more war and 230 or more hits since 2020. Trey Turner, freaking stud, MVP candidate. Tim Anderson, batting title guy. And Isaiah Kinner fluff at end of list. Those three the guys. Best. Well, I want to see the defensive war, though, because Agreed. I guarantee his is higher than. No, it is. It, that's a lot of that war that he has accumulated over the last two years, or I should say year and a half. That's like Correa, too. Correa's war is 7.2 because his defensive war is really high but that matters too you know oh, it I does mean? matter it does matter but Especially most of the time the you see war position. you think you think you think offense but yeah yeah like matt chapman's another guy his defense really helps him in the war category and people question whether he can hit at a consistent level the rumors yeah. are flying in so, for chappy too and matt olsen over in oakland we'll see where that lands but the yankees get a third baseman and a third baseman with a lot of pop another right-handed bat that strikes out a lot well, the left side of their their defense just got a lot better honestly mm-hmm because they've had shortstop issues for a while now. Urshela was nails at the hot Man. corner, but that shortstop with Glaber, questionable. We brought up this point last pod, but not this year, but next year. Let's say the shift's gone. Good defensive shortstop and a good defensive second baseman are going to be much more valuable. Um, I want to shift gears just a little bit. Freddie Freeman. Do you think he goes to L.A.? I, I, the mo- th- since this is lasting this long, I think he's working a deal with the Dodgers. And it makes sense because you got David Price coming off the books, who's making $32 million this year after this season. And then Bellinger's going to be a free agent. So I think they let Bellinger walk after oh, this year. I don't know about that. I do. 
this season's he's, huge because of this season's huge because he's his drop last year. He was terrible. He was um, at like 180. And I think I could see them extending Justin Turner because he won't be as expensive as Bellinger would probably be. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, if you're the Atlanta Braves, you can't let this man walk over a six year. You can though. Why though? And I know Why this, would I, you? I know I'm in the minority when I say this, but they won a World Series without Ronald Acuna. Like they're good Fred. enough. I, this isn't disrespect to Freddie. Freddie Freeman's one of the best hitters. In it's this more league. than that though. I think the Braves are such a good team that they can still win a world. Not to mention expanded postseason. You just got to get in. This is no, why I, the play- I get that. I get this that. But look a, at their young players. This is why the players did not want an expanded postseason. This is why it was leveraged for them in the negotiations because that's hurting Freddie Freeman's value in free. Agency. I want Freddie Freeman's voice with those young superstars. Hundred percent. I'm not arguing. I would love Freddie because Freeman in he 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 teaches approach. He teaches like even kill energy. He teaches good defense. It's just like that calm leader, and it, you need that on your team. I know they can do it without – I know they can. But why would you – Well, there's so many fans, too, that are like – it's your fan base, too, that are don't want you to get rid of them. Now, uh, Freddie also is a grown-ass man, and he can make his own choice. Like, maybe he wants to go home and finish his career. Mm-hmm. That's fair. That If he makes that choice, great. But don't be it because you got outbid. Just you, – you had the money. They did. If you want to keep them – you can. I saw something out there that they led the league in revenue last year. Atlanta yeah. did. And, well, it and went att- public. Attendance, attendance as well. Like That's a one team that went public. So the yeah. money's not the issue here. It's whether they want to give a 32-year-old first base and that much money. And, and whether he your, wants to stay. To answer your question, though, I don't want to overreact too much to the Dodgers rumors because this is what Atlanta allowed Freddie to do. They allowed Freddie to go out there and seek other offers. And so what Freddie is doing now is he's playing the field. Of course. He's, of course, he's going to go to L.A. and say, what can you offer me? Because now he can go back to Atlanta and say, all right, Alex Anthopoulos, what can you give me? So let's not overreact too much. But is it a possibility? <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's 50-50 to me because it's home. And Heyman's saying, don't forget about New York either. They're kind of I don't think he goes less of a possibility, but that could be an option as well. Uh, I, think, I think they're re Rizzo, honestly. And, of course, as soon as we ended this podcast, the news of Matt Olson being traded to the Braves dropped. So that means Matt Olson is going from Oakland to Atlanta. And of course, this happens after we just talk about Freddie Freeman. But regardless, here is your update. The A's are getting Shailene Lears, Christian Pache, and pitchers Ryan Cusick and Joey Estes from the Braves. Matt Olson is headed to Atlanta. So that all but assures that Freddie Freeman, his departure from Atlanta is all but certain at this point. So we'll keep you updated there, but... Let's move on. I'm more curious. My, my biggest curiosity is Correa. And, and like, where the heck does Trevor Story go? We haven't even talked about him. The short, I know he's not yeah. like top of the line. You know, he had a down year last year. The suitor, the suitors for shortstop is thinner than most would expect. And it's not just that teams need shortstops, but there's not a lot of teams right now that are in need of shortstops that can afford these guys. Like the Cincinnati Reds, you know what I mean? Like they're not going to go pay. They had Jonathan India at second base. They're not going to put him at shortstop. They can't go out and afford a Carlos Correa, Trevor story. They would love to have a Trevor story. They can't afford it. I'm seeing Trevor story to the twins is a thing. I don't know if they can afford him. That's another team that needs a short Trevor story. I guarantee they can. He's not going to sign a mega deal, dude. The twins could also bump or shell over to shortstop. 
Trevor Story also hit 203 away from Coors Field last year. Yeah, his his splits are not good. No, it was two, 251 on the season and 203. I don't know what he was at home. You know, split the difference, whatever. And, but he was yeah, 203 away from. Nolan Arenado is a great player. But he actually, when you look at his season last year, he had a good season last year, all-star caliber season. But when you look at his season last year, compared to his Colorado Rocky seasons, they all slacked off. Like I'm talking almost every category. Power numbers, RBI numbers, hard hit That's percentage. A, that outfield's big, man. Once like, you push those, and it's not even just the air. The air affects the homers, but they have the fence. It's like 350 down the line, right? Mm-hmm. So the longer you get down the line, the wider the field gets. That's wider the outfield is. So the outfielders are farther, further apart. There's more space in the gaps. That's why there's so many extra base hits there because the fence is further back. <laughs> Seattle's still you know lingering in the dark here with money to spend but i, I think see seattle signs uh see a suzuki that's what i was getting to man it's I, the, well it's gonna be a, between him them and boston giants are in it too giants a are lot, in the mix a lot of japanese guys like love seattle right right microsoft you that see kikuchi ichiro ichiro set the tone yeah but sure. he was in san diego this past weekend Saw which that. was interesting he posted that on his instagram story and then I should he mention out at too, Ocean Beach. What's he doing? He was in LA yesterday, though. He was at Nolan Arenado's hitting facility for a day. So right. he's been in San Diego. He's been in. He can match, LA. by the way. Have you, dude? Dude, I hate falling in love with these guys because I know it's easy to fall in love with a highlight tape. I also want to see like the transition. Like, how does it fare here? Because it's a different game over there. It's mm-hmm. pitched differently. The the stuff is different. The game is just played differently. Small balls a thing. I want to see. I mean, he had 38 pumps last year, and he hit 317. So, he's got it. I just want to see it translate. He's not just a power guy, too. Like, I was watching him launch balls. Oh, he's a gold glover, too. He got three gold gloves. One of his – I don't know if it's his home field or one of the main fields he played over there in Japan, too. They have – basically, they have stands in left field, and it just kind of drops – kind of like Wrigley Field, like how it's pretty easy oh, yeah, to get it's it at, out uh, of the stadium. Hiroshima, I think. It might be, but – he launches balls out of the stadium. I mean, he's dotting dudes that are pedestrians in the street. <laughs> but what I like about him too, is he can use all fields. Like it's, it's, he's not just a pull pull guy. Like he's hitting balls left and right. He can, he has a pretty good two strike approach was from what I was yeah. seeing too. Like he shortens I, I up that. with two strikes. He's a really good player. He's not just a power guy, but you know, from the going back to the Padres too, they just signed Hassan Kim to $28 million last year. Now he was coming out of the KBO, not Japan, but still, right. He batted like 202 last year and similar game there. So, and he um, was showing flashes of power and hasn't happened. So, there is always that. Uh, you you want to be optimistic, but there's always going to be that pessimism when it comes to international guys falling in love with that highlight tape because there's always that risk involved. Like you just said, it's not the same competition. Right. And, and they're uncomfortable. They're away from home. Like they have to talk to their family like in the morning, right when they get up. Cause they're going to bed. Like that's a, that's a thing. That's tough. Um, let's wrap this up. Let's just make a couple predictions. Where do you see Nicholas Castellanos going? I'm going to go giants. I like him with the giants. Um, I originally was thinking like maybe Philly, but I think Philly has a need for more guys that can contribute defensively because they have a lot of holes in their outfield. Castellanos isn't a great outfielder. Um, I mean, Swerber is not a good defensive player either, but he seems like a better fit for Philly just because their hitting coach, Kevin Long, was with him in Washington and their boys. So I kind of tie guys. Guys like to go where they know people. That's a thing. 
So I, th- I think Castellanos is a good fit to DH for them because they have Wilmer Flores as their DH right now with Longoria, uh, Darren Ruff. It's a Giants Castellanos way. can go bang there, man. No, he can't, but that's a Giants way. Like they had Chris oh, Bryant. I get it. They're, they're the analytical. They're going to, they're going to piece it together. I get it. But I think, I think that would be a good fit. What do you think? Castellanos to Philly makes a lot of sense. Um, but they're going to need him guy. to play the outfield, dude. He's not a good outfielder at all, but he can exactly. also DH if he's that bad. So I, the Giants do make sense too. I just don't know if they want to spend that type of money. And that brings me to Chris Bryant. I don't think the Giants want to spend the money on Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's is a Boris guy. Typically, Boris guys in the past take the most money available. He's incredibly uh, movable around the diamond because he can play all around. I think Seattle's a great fit, as we've mentioned before. But I don't know if San Francisco wants to pay that money, especially after giving 44 mil to Carlos Rodon, who is a really okay. nice pick. You notice I just fixed my hat because you're going to clip this when I get it right. Chris Bryant's going to go to Philly. Because he's getting recruited by his fellow Las Vegas Bryce Harper. Bingo. And it's a fit. It's Yeah. They need a third baseman. They need a guy who can also play outfield. And they need a right-handed bat. Why did everyone just completely give up on Alec Baum? Um, they haven't. He just needs to play more. He had, I mean, he just wasn't that good. He just really didn't have a position. He wasn't very good at third base. He's a little big. He was, he's athletic. He's big, but they moved him to the first and he just wasn't good over there, which you normally from third to first, it, I thought it was like so easy to play first compared to third base. Cause you just have to tackle it, just knock it down and, you know, just catch it. Um, but I think that affected his confidence at the plate, obviously, and it just snowballed. But I, I'm going Chris Bryant to the Phillies. You heard it right here. Right here. Yeah, it's going to be a shame when he's wearing a Mariners uniform and you have to apologize I, you know for what? me for being correct because I'm always right and I'm never wrong. I wouldn't even be mad. I would love – in my mind, he looks so good in a Mariners uniform. Mm-hmm. Like, it would just look so sick with the matte navy blue helmets. Oh, it would be sick. I, I would love that. Where's Schwarber going? I told you I think he's going to go to Philly. Just because of the hitting coach connection, I just – I think Red Sox are on them too, but I just don't know where they would put them because they need a right-handed bat. They're strong after Suzuki as well because mm-hmm. they need somebody to come play right field. He's a gold glover. Um, so I don't know if Schwarber fits the mix. He's not very good at first base. I would rather see them give when, – when they let Bobby Dalbeck play more last year in the second half, he was a good he, – he swung the bat really well. Mm-hmm. When they were messing around with them and sitting them for three days, then playing, sit for a couple days, then playing, there's no way you can get in a rhythm and play well. So I think Bobby gets a better look unless they make a big splash uh, at first base. And we talked about it before. What, where do you see Sai Suzuki landing? I, I, I really think Boston pushes and, and signs him. I do. I think they can – they have the money to spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have room and it's a I, it's a perfect fit because and that's not just because i'm a Sox guy I, I i it takes a special player to play right field at fenway it's tough it gets narrow over there on the foul line in the wall has the big curve around it and it's huge in right field mm-hmm. it takes a really good defender that's a good fit there and i think he would just mash balls off the monster one thing we didn't mention, and as we wrap up here, how about the White Sox bullpen? Let's kind of conclude our podcast. With this is this. what their bullpen sounds like. You hear that? That's what the fastballs sound like as they're going to home plate. They're spending some money on these dudes, but Liam Hendricks. I keep seeing, I keep seeing lists of all the guys in their bullpen. Why is Michael Kopech not on there? He's going to be in the rotation. He's going to fill Carlos. They're going to put him in the rotation. 
He was so good, like as a bridge guy in the bullpen, I thought. He was, but he's ready, man. You don't want to hide him in the bullpen. I know he's a great bridge guy, but he's better than that. No, I agree. I'd, well, and and you know he's he was coming off what CJ too, right? Yeah, they were. So I think now he's had big. like a full year post TJ to to play. I think now he's probably ready to stretch out. That's a good point. Use Hendricks. it. Use that stuff. They don't need him in the bullpen. They <laughs> Hendricks, Craig Kimbrell, Kendall Graveman, Garrett Crochet, Joe Kelly, Aaron Bummer. All of those guys. Kimbrell's got to figure it out. Their average fastballs last year were ninety six and above. Is that good? <laughs> Pretty good. Kimbrell, Kimbrell, once he came over from the Cubs, was not good for the, not the good. White Sox. So um, there's enough guys around him to cover that up, so we're not really talking about it. But he, I, he's he got to clean it up. He's he's getting towards the end of his career, too. So you start losing a bit of uh, velocity as a pitcher like that, not going to be as effective. Period. There's so many if moves curve, that were made, man. If and, he's and able to land his curveball, he's good. There's so many moves that, we, that, that were made over the last – few days that we completely forgot to touch on the blue jays rotation but we have a lot more to talk about as we get going but we'll get that blue that. jays rotation rotation with gosman you see kikuchi now yenjin ryu uh they're gonna have pearson maybe as a bullpen guy but he was their number one prospect like right. they have some dudes up there and we know they can mash too so yeah. um the Sox bullpen too picking up deekman and strom they needed lefties and that those are two really good ones so Go we're going to end this pod because we promised a winner of the hat giveaway. Now, yep. Brooks is going to take off because he's got too many cavities to discuss with his dentist. Come on, and, I haven't uh, had a cavity ever. I will stay on and I will, do, I will do the raffle because Brooksy doesn't care about your well-being nor your hat. No, but no, I will fine. do the I raffle. I want to stick around for this. Okay. Just yeah. hurry up. It's <laughs> great. Okay. Hey, by the way, viewers, thank you. We've been averaging like 800 views and listens uh the past month so huge huge thank you let's keep growing so to be considered you had to have retweeted the tweet the free wake and ray cat giveaway on twitter you had to write a review on our apple podcast page and then essentially screenshot that and reply and we had one two three four five replies so that means we're going to do this random number generator by the way, these hats are Google. so legit. This is like my everyday hat, man. I, I get asked it. about these hats. every. I've gone golfing each of the past two weeks. I've had a person ask me every single time. All right. We're generating our winner. And by the way, we're going one through five. And in order of the responses on the tweet thread right here, that's what I'm going for. So number generator, one, two, through five, generate. And number three. Let's see, one, two, three. David at... LF Geek 34, you are our winner. He said, great listen. Honestly, did not realize that Middlebrooks was still around the game the way he is. Always liked him as a player. Him and Vietti provide great insights as I've gone back and listened to some episodes. I appreciate it, David. We appreciate it. Was that it. your uncle? No. <laughs> He's our winner of our hack. Well, was David, David 34. Is that Big Poppy? <laughs> Dave Ortiz's burner, apparently. He's yeah. a big fan of the Wake and Rake is what I hear. Go get your cavities fixed. We know we don't want stinky breath, but uh, we'll be talking a lot of free agency, a lot of signings, plenty of trades to come. Until next time, party people, peace.